Quarterback days at the Combine. Williams, May, Daniels, Penix, Nix, McCarthy. You're probably saying, a real deal. That's like six different stories. Yeah, it is. Not if you combine it. Let's go. Let's go round the horn. Whoa. Oh, dude, good there. All right, so my, my hit rate this week is like 50%. I've done it four shows. Two times you booed me, two times you laughed. All right. I go in commercial. Take the Hall of Fame. Are you afraid to compete? No. <laughs> Can you imagine if Caleb Williams said yes? Hey, guys, don't believe in space, apparently. It's a generation of oversharing. Maybe he could have said, no, I, I, I'm afraid. He, he likes to compete, of course, but he will not be throwing tomorrow. Of the top six quarterbacks in this draft, who's throwing? Williams, no. May, no. Daniels, no. Knicks, unknown. You gotta wonder if teams think there's enough film on bone Knicks to throw. And McCarthy and Penix Jr., yes, both throwing. They both gave us a tease in the hallway. Evan Clark, around the horn to you. QB's at the Combine. What's your track? All right, so Caleb Williams said he likes to compete, which is obvious. No team is asking him that because everybody knows that throwing at the Combine for a quarterback with no question marks, which is him, is the most overrated thing in sports. He doesn't need to do it. It's fine that he's not doing it. However, he said something very interesting. He said he doesn't care about the, the Bears' lack of franchise quarterbacks in the past because he likes to rewrite history. That's exactly what the Chicago Bears need. They need the quarterback version of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. They need a guy to solve all of their problems. And so that's him. It sounds like he wants to control the process via medical records, but that's not a concern as long as the Bears gets the, get those. They've got their guy. No more questions. We move. Okay, you, since you brought it up and since you're tracking Caleb Williams, of course, at number one, the medical records, not putting himself out there for that. I saw some reports that that's rare for a quarterback to say no to any medical, no scans, to refuse it at this moment and promise it later, maybe at the pro day. How did it strike you? He said he's going to give medicals to every team he visits, as long as he visits the Chicago Bears, and there's no reason. He said he said there's no doubt he'll go number one, so he's sort of chartered that in his mind. Um, as long as he gives it to the Bears, it's not really a problem. I think he's maybe trying to control going to one or going some if, if somebody else wants to try to godfather off or something like that, trying to control that process. But it sounds like he's just looking for a little more control over a process that quarterbacks normally have no control over. Kevin Blackstone, QB story. You're tracking at the Combine. Well, it's obviously Caleb Williams, and I just like the fact that he has taken agency over the, con over the combine, right? I mean, this is a situation that has always controlled all of the would-be laborers, new laborers in the NFL, and here's a guy saying, you know what, I'm, either, I'm going to go number one, maybe the second team in my hometown will take me, so I'll avail them of whatever physical um, records they need to, to have about my health. He doesn't have to give it to the other 30 teams. Good grief. Why should he have to do that? Mm. So I, I love that about this guy. It seems very mature, um, or his advisors have, have uh, become very mature in this process, and I champion that, and I hope some more players follow that same route. David Dennis Jr., QB, you're tracking at the Combine. Well, Tony, as you know, I am a professional wrestling fan, so one of the first things I love about today is to see who has the best 
pre-rehearsed wrestling style one-liner and that goes to Drake May who said you'd I'd rather you practice with me than have to practice against me a plus one-liner and delivery okay. but other than that the guy for me is Penix and what he can do as far as how he can raise his stock mm -hmm. there's a lot of questions about him about the injury about how he played against Michigan the 68 uh, QB uh, rating against pressure things like that but this guy completed 117 passes of more than 20 yards and there are times where he looked very, very NFL ready. Right now he's projected late first round, second round, something like that. He has somebody who can raise his stock as much as anybody. So you love the idea that he's thrown tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Tim yeah. Kalashuk, QB, you're tracking. I'm with David Dennis. Uh, just watching Penix take those three-step three step drops on the carpet there. Oh, yeah. And throw those lasers <laughs> right under that overhang. We keep wanting to see a ball bounce out into the wherever and people are scattering for it. Uh, but seriously, I mean, you, you watched his career. You watched what he did against Texas. Yeah, under uh, considerable pressure against Michigan, he had problems. And he has an injury history that everybody wants to examine. So he's not going to go as high. But I still think uh, there's a real chance Penix has a fine NFL career. And somebody drafting much lower, not having to go up mm -hmm. into the top mm -hmm. three where you get Williams and, and, and Daniels and May. They're going to they're gonna have a bargain. Kevin Clark, before we sit down, you, you mentioned Penix Jr. as well, tracking him. Yeah, and I think that he's going to be probably a day-two guy, and he can go to a team that's going to develop him, a better team. Again, geography is destiny for quarterbacks. If you go to a place with a good infrastructure, with a plan in place, maybe you'll sit for two years. That can end up helping him rather than if he's going 15th overall or something like that. It could end up a good situation for him. And J.J. McCarthy saying he's going to lean in on all the wins he had in college. Is that, Kevin, you, you, you talk to the teams as well. Does that have any effect on them hearing that? No, I mean, it's marketing. It's good marketing. It's like what David said. Like, it's wrestling. I won. I won a bunch. I got the title belt on my shoulder. But really, I don't think teams are going to look at that. They're going to look at the tape. I mean, lots of guys win win championships and, and don't pan out in the NFL. So it's a good line. I'm not sure if anybody looking at the is, tape. Uh, is sold on it. They better start looking at Bo Nick's tape today. It's going to take you about four months to get through it. He had more starts than anybody in the history of college football. Um, one more story from the combine today. Maybe, maybe big deal, maybe no deal. Marvin Harrison who's expected to go top five, maybe top two, did not appear at a morning session. It caused a bit of a stir. It was a media session, not a team session. Do teams care about that, Kevin Clark? If there are one million things NFL teams care about, one millionth on the list is how a player treats the media. Uh, they do not care as long as he shows up and does yeah. everything else. And it sounds like Chris Carter took a photo of him doing medical testing. He'll do everything else. So uh, it, I don't think this is much of a concern uh, unless there's something we don't Did know. Show? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it affects his draft stock in any way. But I just watched Caleb Williams getting in with the reporters to ask one of his own USC wide receivers a question. Having fun with the process. These, are, these people are not grilling you after a tough loss. They want to know how fast you are and... And just do they or do they want to get into process. the story as well, right? I don't know. Some of these, the all-important media sessions, these questions. Uh, I've heard birds aren't real from a player who wants to be drafted. I've heard space doesn't exist from a player who wants to be drafted. Romeo Adunze, who's going to go very high as a wide receiver, was asked if he could land a plane in an emergency. Here, listen to his answer. Do you think you can land a plane in case of emergency? Absolutely not. We are going down. All souls have perished. All souls have perished. I think that's the right answer, right? I mean, you can't have somebody thinking they're, they're a football player and a pilot. The next thing he's going to want to be 
the quarterback and, and the coach. So, but who are those questions for? In the end, it's still a job interview, you know? That's a good answer from Adunze. He's moving up my draft board. We'll move on. NBA last night, Wemanyama, 28-13, 7-5, and 5 of 7 from 3. First player in NBA history with a line like that, and he wins the showdown with Holmgren, and he delivered that huge three late to seal the thrilling upset win for San Antonio. Tim, we all make fun of stats. Jam together. No one has ever done this before on a Thursday night in a leap year. But do you have a takeaway from last night when Wemiyama did something no one's ever done in the history of the game? All those blocks, all those threes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. He's in this group of David Robinson and Kareem, of guys who had a stretch of 25, 5, and 5 blocks. That's very rare. But he adds on five three-pointers, which Kareem could be in an empty gym shooting for about an hour and he wouldn't hit five three-pointers. That's the modern center doing what he can do. And, and those blocks... Uh, you know, I, Chad Holmgren's had a great year, and, and, and he's an outstanding player. I, I imagine he thought the ball would leave his hand before women. <laughs> That's what it was. Before women, Yama stuffed that it block. on him. So a fine performance for uh, for Victor. Alien landing down from space and watching that possession of that that play and the block on on Holmgren. David Dennis Jr. You have a takeaway from Wemiyama's another superlative night. Not pictured in the highlights, a three from the logo. Like, what are we doing here with this guy they did uh, last night? One of the best things about this is that he and Chet Holmgren have a real rivalry. They seem to really not like each other or want to prove who's best. After that block, he looked at the bench and flexed, and he wants to show that he is the best rookie. And I love that competition from him. Beyond that, six points, three rebounds, two assists, one block. In the last four minutes of the game, this is unreal. Every time he is pr- producing these stats, it's not just the numbers themselves. It's the fact that the people who he's doing this with, it says only Elijah Wan, only Jabbar, only David Robinson. He's already just doing things that only the great centers are doing. And he is accelerating this Spurs timeline every single time he goes Getting out the Blackstone. Well, you know, Chet Holmgren was supposed to be the unicorn, right? And let's get something straight. He really is not a rookie. He's had a year of tutelage Mm -hmm. in an NBA system under his belt. Um, But he thought he was going to be the unicorn, or we said he was going to be. And next thing you know, another unicorn shows up and blocks his shot. So this is incredible what we're watching right now. This is going to carry the NBA for who knows how long. Both of these guys can shoot the three. Both of these guys can defend the rim. Both of these guys can pass. Both of them are outstanding players in this league, and it's just fun to watch. And Kevin Clark. Yeah, we're seeing the gap between a great rookie and a historic rookie. Uh, Three-point percentage among seven-footers. Wemby's basically doubling up the average for, for, a, for a center in this league. Uh, everything he does is a record. He has basically, if you look at all of his stats across the board, it's the best, best month for a center since Hakeem in 1993. By the way, that was mid-career Hakeem, not rookie Hakeem. So uh, this is, you know, good luck to the rest of the league. This is the worst they're going to be. This is the worst team he's ever going to be on. Um, mm. I, I don't mm. know where this goes except history. Take it home, Stone. The other thing I was going to say is great for Holmgren and, and the Thunder, the start that they're off to, but great for Wimby to actually break the winning streak that they were on. Good for them. Duo Corns, the unicorn centipede we spoke of. Take a break, buy or sell next. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Caitlin Clark declaring the WNBA draft. Means Sunday, number six Iowa versus Big Ten champ, number two Ohio State. Will be senior day in Iowa City, her last regular season home game. Tickets were already impossible to get, 500, 1,000 per general admission. It's going to be a scene. Tim, what to buy from Clark going pro and her impact on the league and what this means for the league? Well, I mean, I think it's great. If, if she goes to the Indiana Fever, as expected, she'll put them on the map and give another team to the league that people want to go see. I think she'll be good right away. I don't know if she'll be great. The, the, she broke Kelsey Plum's record. It took Kelsey Plum four mm. years to be a, a double-digit scorer in this league. Now, Caitlin Clark's better than Kelsey Plum, I would imagine, and she's taller. But I don't know if she'll be a superstar as a rookie, but she'll be someone to watch, which the league badly needs. Mm. David Dennis Jr., how do you see it? Yeah, I'm buying what this means with that Indiana Fever squad. You see a lot of these teams, these franchises, when they go far, they build around three key players. And you put her with Boston in that pick and roll. You put her with Smith, who's already looks really, really good for that team. This could mean that the Fever are right there in a few years where the Aces and the Liberty are in terms of having these, uh, you know, these rivalries. And these rivalries have already created a lot of ratings, power for the WNBA. This could be, you know, this should be a huge deal. Kevin Blackstone. Well, of course, she's a media sensation. She's a national sensation. All eyes will be on the WNBA watching her. Great for the Indiana Fever, who had the number one pick last year. They got Aaliyah Boston. They get her this year. And how about Lynn Dunn, the GM there? She was the GM with Seattle when they got back-to-back years of Sue Bird and Lauren Jackson. And what did they get out of it? They got championships. All right. So I'm hearing what you're putting down, Kevin Clark, the impact that she'll have in the league and that she'll have in the league. Yeah, the timing is exactly right. The momentum that women's basketball has built over the past, let's say, five years has been incredible. This is the next step. Day one, she will be a marketing machine. She will be an endorsement machine for both the team, the league, and the player. And what's interesting to me is that I've seen a lot of NIL takes over the past 24 hours. 
NIL doesn't go away. It's just endorsements. She's not taking a pay cut, guys. She's not taking money from the collective. All those insurance commercials, all the commercials, all the shoe stuff, that's still coming with her to the WNBA. This is going to work, including day one I appreciate you saying that. It's such a tiring discussion. It makes you wonder why it's a discussion, honestly. Real quick, though, just to put a bow on Iowa, Ohio State on Sunday, senior day, you've seen her rise to the level and the clutch and the most important moments. But Ohio State is a juggernaut themselves. Oh, you got Sunday, David. I got Ohio State. Ah, <laughs> I think Jeffrey okay. is going to do great, but I think Ohio State is going to Anyone else want to make a pick out here? Kalashaw, Kevin, Kevin, yell it out. going to carry Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa. All right, Iowa fans, direct Go your uh, analysis towards those gentlemen. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. Football. Steelers GM Omar Khan indicating he has full faith in Kenny Pickett. Quote, Full faith in Kenny. Steelers went away from Pickett to Mason Rudolph in the back half of the year. Made the playoffs doing that. Everyone thinks they're in play for Justin Fields as well. David, what you buy, what you sell? I'm buying that this is sort of what you kind of have to say with the only quarterback that's that's really on your roster. And he's talked about Arthur Smith uh, helping develop a quarterback. You know who he could also work with? Justin Fields. There's so many quarterbacks that are uh, viable right now that are going to fill in those spots. He also said, you know, that Pickett is going to have to fight for that starting position. So it's not locked in. So if they do get Justin Fields, I would expect him to be the starter. Maybe. I'm selling that also because what Tomlin said was the quarterback job is open to competition. And not only that, as we suggested earlier in this show, there are some quarterbacks that can be had in the draft late when the Pittsburgh Steelers have the 20th pick. Yeah, I'm selling. It's bleak when the best case scenario is the GM is straight up lying. Kenny Pickett has shown nothing to show that he should be the guy or have that little competition coming into this year. His 1.8% touchdown percentage is the lowest in history among all quarterbacks with 500 or more attempts. Hope is not a strategy. You have to get competition for him. This cannot be a plan for a team this good outside the quarterback position. All right, Tim, I assume you're going the other way because you love that stat. I worry that, well, I worry a little bit that Omar Khan is sitting in his office watching tapes of that August perfect passer rating game in the preseason. We got so excited about on the show. Maybe he's coming. He's coming. He got a perfect passer rating in a preseason game because he, he was far from perfect the rest of the year. I think we'll move on. Fire Cell 3, a proposed proposal for a rule change. Coming to intentional grounding? QBs would not need to leave the pocket before getting rid of the football. So no flag so long as you throw beyond the line of scrimmage. What this means, or if a player is in the vicinity or not, maybe you can tell me. That's the other part of this that, that I love. When Mahomes is scooping underhanded throws to worms on the sideline. Throw, he was in the vicinity! He was, KB, should they change intentional grounding? You know what, I've never liked the intentional grounding rule anyway, but anything that we can do to get away from the conversation on the field about whether or not somebody was in an area to catch the ball or whether or not the, the, the quarterback was inside or outside of the tackle box, I'm all in favor. Clark? Yeah, I imagine the competition committee over the past 15 years in their underground layer saying, how do we make quarterbacks' lives easier? How do we wage a war on the front seven of defenses? I don't need more opportunities for quarterbacks to be bailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think you should reward pass rushers who are in the face uh, of a quarterback. The, the offenses have so many advantages. They don't need another one. This is ridiculous. I feel like so many things do already uh, reward the offense. They don't need another advantage. But... 
The one positive of this could be if they're taking out whether he's in the pocket or not, that two-minute discussion officials have where they try to try to come to terms on that. that. That's two minutes of our lives. Yes, yes, of course. David Dennis, Jr. If a rule is unenforceable, it should not be a rule anymore. Quarterbacks already intentionally ground all the time with no penalty. They throw the ball 10 yards over receiver into the fifth row. Nobody calls a penalty. They throw it to the back of the end zone. Nobody calls a penalty. Just get rid of it altogether because quarterbacks do it all the time anyway. Tip Callis show Kevin Blackstone, as has been said, it's going down. All souls perish. <laughs> Dennis Clark showdown next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, for February. Two teams in the NBA. Oh, for February. Portland lost all nine. The Wizards lost all 12. Last night, Wizards losing to L.A. Got chased down blocks by LeBron, playing on a back-to-back. Got 40-15 in the face from Anthony Davis. Kevin, was last night what the Lakers did or what the Wizards continue not to do? Yeah, it's a bad sign the Lakers needed those kind of performances to just beat the Wizards. But I want to get something on your radar. The Wizards have lost 13 straight games. If they go for 28 straight losses, they will play the Detroit Pistons, who currently hold the record. That is game of the century stuff. All right. Lock in if, if, if they lose double what they have now and continue going, let's just easy Blair Romeo. Go ahead, David Dennis Jr. I want to talk positively about the Wizards as the most entertaining bad team in the league. Kuzma's wearing his outfits, doing all kinds of things on the court. And Jordan Poole, you never know what he's going to do. Is he going to shoot a ball from 30 feet and it's going to go in? Is he going to throw it off the top of the backboard? They are so entertaining to watch. Oh, for the month. Now how about, whoa, for the month. Golden State doing everything on the road this month. They won seven in a row on the road. They beat New York last night. David, should they offer to play every game on the road? This is a big turnaround from last year when they seem to not be able to win on the road at all. But yeah, the bigger picture here is they're top, five, they're top 10 in offense and defense since Draymond came back 12 of their last 15. They're on fire. And the biggest news from the, from the night, congrats to Stephen Curry and Aisha Curry, baby number four on the way. Kevin Clark? As many wins in the month of February as they had combined in December and January. There's a difference between being scary for a 10 seed and being scary, scary, and they're the latter. This is a scary team that knows how to win. Good luck if you're one of these top seeds. You're going to have a rough go of it in, in April. David Dennis Jr., zero points advancing to FaceTime. 
Hey, everything counts. Shout out to Connor Bedard, hockey superstar, biggest uh, selling hockey jersey in the league right now, which reminds me, there was a time when hockey jerseys were part of fashion, they're part of cool pop culture. Tupac in the Red Wings jersey, Method Man in the Phillies jersey, Chris Cross in the Devil jersey. Bring back hockey jerseys. Let's wear them out to the parties. Let's show everybody that jerseys are still in style, especially when we can show out for the people that we love on the ice. Bring them. Wear some jeans, wear some Tim's. Bring back the dope hockey jersey. Under the guard, number one. No. That Chicago jersey and imagery, not for me. I would do Matt Rempe in life size. You know, you gotta wear it from your <laughs> all the way down to the floor, like a dress. Empire State Building. We'll see.